0: Social style is a typology framework that I found very useful for identifying weaknesses in my own leadership style. The framework defines four archetypal personalities that you will interact with in the workplace. The driver, the analytical, the expressive, and the amiable. Through a deeper understanding of the typical behaviors and needs of each of these personality types, you and your organization gets a framework and a language that you can use to interact much better by either better understanding why someone does what they do or shifting or flexing your own leadership style to better suit a particular situation. I've also found it particularly useful in performance management scenarios where you can use the language of social style to separate the behaviors you're observing from the person that you're trying to have that performance management conversation with. I'm James, and this is Paid With Good Intentions. So the framework's simple enough. It's four different styles, and the styles get arranged on a, a four-point uh, quadrant, right? So if you think of this as sort of a four-quadrant X-Y map, you've got the uh, driver, you've got the amiable, sorry, you've got the driver, you've got the analytical, you've got the um, expressive, and the amiable, right? Now. Where someone sits on that spectrum is something that you can determine from a combination of self assessment and also peer review. In general, the peer review is essential to be able to get a true read on someone's uh, social style. And that's because each of some of these personality types have uh, quite a deep inbuilt bias. Certain pa- personality types or certain social styles. Um, tend to think they are a different style based on the, the uh, innate nature of that particular um, social style. So if you're going to get interested in, in this, uh, this framework and want to apply it in your organization, it's a great thing to do, but do make sure you take the time to invest in both the self-assessment methods and also the uh, peer review assessment, because you get a much, much better and much clearer picture. So what are these four styles? There's driver, there's amiable, there's analytic, analytical, and there's also um, expressive. Now, in simplest terms, and and I'll admit I'm a driver, so I I like to wrap things up in simple simple expressions and so we can just get on with the job. Um, But in the simplest sense, I think of it like this. A driver like me is task-focused and results-driven. An analytical person is going to be very much detail-oriented and want to know exactly what's going on and have lots of questions before they get started with something. An amiable will be happy to go along with you and won't cause too much of a fuss, but they have to know that you're on their side and you will back them up. And then the expressive, they'll tell you exactly what what they think uh, and and usually they'll tell you while they're still working it out for themselves. But they tend to be the very outgoing personality um, that will uh, be very expressive about their views on things. And of course these are the four archetypes right these are the four extremes the reality is everyone exists at a certain point on that spectrum because again remember it's the four quadrants so i know from my own self-assessment and my peer review that i'm a very strong driver and that that is not necessarily as good a thing as it sounds um, other people i've worked with they're drivers but they are a little bit more on the analytical spectrum or you might have a driver that is a little bit more towards the um, expressive end of the spectrum Ultimately, someone can be a combination of their adjacent, um, adjacent cells on the, four, uh, the, the four-way matrix. And I think what's even more interesting, when you start delving into the way social styles works and the, the framework itself, you, you learn that um, your own, there's a measure of, of versatility. And your measure of versatility is how well you can flex your style to one of the adjacent social styles. So again, I'm a driver. My adjacent styles are expressive and analytical. Now I can flex when, well, if I try really hard and if I learn to, uh, I can flex my style to be a little bit more analytical or a little bit more expressive, as you know the needs, uh, you know, as the situation needs. But one thing I can't do is I can't get right down into the amiable end of the spectrum, because getting to that polar opposite uh, is is something that's virtually impossible. It's just it's so far out of your own character. Um, that it's not something people tend to really do. Now if you learn about social styles and you want to apply it in your organisation, the first thing is this is one of these things where you learn and you empower your people with the language and the understanding of the framework and then if it's going to be successful in your organisation it has to become part of the vocabulary. It's not something you just get trained upon and then you can enact some new policy or framework or procedure this is something that has to become part of the culture in terms of being spoken about and the terms like driver and expressive and things like that they become part of the language it also works really well if you're very open and transparent about this and find a neat way to encourage um, open expressing and sharing of what social style you are I've heard about people giving out uh, coffee mugs that are coloured by the way of their um, their social style, or maybe if you've got a you know, corporate chat or email system, your avatar has a, a band around it that, that is related to the style that um, that you are. Either way, you've got to find a way to make it stick in terms of being part of the vocabulary and the, uh, the, the general vernacular and conversation that occurs in, in an organisation for this to be successful. And it's successful across two different dimensions. First of all, there's an outward way that this is effective and there's an inward looking way that this is effective. In terms of outwardly effective, I find that it's very useful in terms of when I'm interacting with someone, particularly if I'm finding the interaction to be frustrating or undesirable, I can use this framework to try and understand where is the behavior I'm observing coming from? What's driving their behaviors? Um, And I I love the the quote from John Perry Barlow of, uh, you know, never assume that uh, the intentions of someone else are less noble than your own. And, And this framework helps you to arrive at that point because by understanding the social styles and by getting a quick read in your mind as to which style you think they are, you can quickly get a sense of what's driving their behavior. You know, if someone is all in your face about something, it becomes pretty clear they're expressive and you realize that this is something that they feel they need to be able to do to be successful in their role, their expressive outburst or their engagement that you're, you're sitting back and listening to is part of what they need to do to feel effective. And so for me as a driver, that might rub me the wrong way because I just want to get on with getting the results. I'm, I'm task-driven, task results-driven, get, go get it done. But when you understand that this is coming from not the place of a flawed character or a personality trait, this is this is their social style. They gravitate towards this archetype in a workplace setting. And that's disarming. And I find it much easier to um, to to remain calm and be at peace in those situations when I can fall back on this understanding of what those archetypes are and what the behaviors are that they drive. Now the inwardly focused way that this drives improvement is that for you as, whether you're an individual contributor or a leader or a manager, having an understanding of your own social style and how you can flex to the other adjacent style is immensely powerful in terms of being adaptable to a situation. Sometimes my outright driver instincts of just get the results, get the task done, go, 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 doesn't suit a situation. It might well be that we'll be better served by being more analytical before we do go and jump. You know, Sometimes you do actually wanna look before you leap. Not often, but sometimes. But this is the measure of versatility. And, and if you think of social styles as sort of a measure of your default style, your innate style, the way that you act, um, then versatility is sort of your learned ability to flex from one end of the spectrum to the other. Again, you don't flex all the way into your opposite archetype, that's sort a of diagonal opposite but you can flex to your adjacent styles. And so I put a lot of practice into trying to be more analytical when that serves as well and also to be more expressive when I think that that will help other people that I'm working with, particularly if they're expressive or amiable. So those are the two main benefits that you get from uh, rolling out uh, an education piece in your organization about social style and then then most importantly embedding it into the org by making it part of the regular conversations that occur. For me personally though, this was a really, really quite um, humbling and, and uh, empowering journey for me. Because when the results came back and I found out that I was, you know, literally in the absolute far top corner of the driver category, uh, you know, at first the little bit of ego was like, oh, of course I am, <laughs> you know. Um, but then you sort of realize what that really means. And, and it means that I am, as I said before, and, and I'll, I'm saying this deliberately again, I'm very task-focused, I'm results-driven, and the outcome means everything to me. Now where in that is anything human, right? It's not there. And so this is the weakness of a strong driver personality type left unchecked. Okay, and when I started delving into this and learning more about what the needs are of someone who's analytical, of someone who's amiable, of someone who's expressive, suddenly a whole lot of stuff made sense. It made sense why some people drive me insane with seemingly endless questions when I just want to go, right? And that's because I'm comfortable with intuition. I'm comfortable with ambiguity. When there's ambiguity around, I'll work out enough to be comfortable with my intuition and race down that direction because I want those results and I want that outcome. But that doesn't work for an analytical, okay? An analytical needs to know all the details. They need to have their questions answered, their mental model built before they're ready to go, because they can't tolerate that ambiguity. You know, likewise for an expressive, same sort of thing. I just want to go, go, go and go. I don't want to sit around and talk about it. I don't want to hear too many opinions. You know, I I always believe that there's often too many cooks in any kitchen. Uh, I just want to go and get results. But someone who is very expressive won't be engaged in the initiative that you're trying to kick off and won't give you their best unless you take the time to listen to them and really deeply understand their point of view on things, because not only are they expressing their point of view, they're working out this issue, they're working out their understanding of how they're going to deliver on this outcome as they're expressing these things. So that was a really, really humbling thing for me to realize that, okay, I am way, way, way too task focused when I'm left unchecked. And so one of the things that I make sure I do as a leader is that I focus strongly on swinging that balance back towards the people side of the equation. And it's a thing that requires conscious effort, but it's not something I'd be aware of and not something that I'd be able to form a good mental framework around until I was introduced to social styles. And lastly, another way that I found social styles to be very important to me and, and a great tool that I can leverage is in performance management. Now performance management conversations are inherently difficult. When someone is not living up to the expectations that you have for them in the role and they're not performing to the standard you require, uh, you're heading for a difficult conversation, right? That's when you need to to determine whether you're managing up or managing out. The reason those conversations are so difficult is because you're talking human to human about flaws and uh, errors in the way that they're operating. And that's a tough conversation. Social Styles assists with this because it gives you a language to drive separation between the behaviors you're observing and the actual individual's personality and their, their inherent um, being and who they are. Right? It's the old saying, you know, you you, you it's you know, when, when we'd say to kids, you know, you're not bad, you just made a bad choice. Right? Social styles gives us the same sort of concept. It's not that that person is flawed, it's not that their behavior or their personality is driving the bad behaviors. You can separate out the observed behaviors and categorize them around the social styles, the archetypes of social uh, personality types within the workplace. And then you can have a conversation about what behaviors are you're observing based on that social style, and then you can talk about how that social style is formed and how it can flex to its adjacent styles. Because often that's what you're wanting from that performance management conversation. Unless you're into the unfortunate end of the spectrum where it is just a manage out conversation, typically you're looking for a way to manage the person up into higher performance again and keep them in the organization. And typically a way to enact that is to have them flex their social style to one of their adjacent styles more. It may be that they're particularly amiable, which you struggle with because then you're not getting the value out of them based on their technical skills or deep domain expertise, right? Because an amiable person by default won't speak up. And so this is where you can have that conversation with the person and say, rather than say to them, look, you're too quiet and that's that's not good enough, right? Because then, then you hit them right between the eyes with their personality. Instead, with social styles, you can frame it as, look, You know, what I've observed is that you tend to have a very amiable social style. That means that, uh, you know, what we typically observe with that amiable social style is a tendency to not want to be the first person to speak or not want to offer up information unless you're asked for it. And then you can frame it as, you know, that causes me problems um, because I know you know where the skeletons are buried. I know you know what's going to blow up in our faces, but you're not telling us, you're not bringing that to the fore. And so you can then structure the performance plan around flexing out of the amiable zone and into more of the expressive if you want them to speak up or the analytical if you want them to be more deeply applying their, their skills and expertise. And so it's a wonderful tool because it really helps to have those difficult conversations but in a way that doesn't focus on the individual's personality as being the source of the behavioral problems. I'm James, and this has been Paved with Good Intentions.